You're watching the AfterBuzz After Show for Containment Season 1, Episode 8. There is a crack in everything. Stay tuned for our thoughts and predictions. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Say like LeBron, he ain't got the heat no more. They say he ain't street no more. But like Jay say, how sick am I with some help for so? But I'm cool with it. Had to fool with it. Hey. I like this one. It's <laughs> my jam. <laughs> I like this. Hello, everyone. I am Tiana Hobson, filling in for Katie. Katie Campbell. Katie with three E's Campbell. Um, she is unfortunately not here tonight. It's actually just me and Gabriel Gonzalez holding down the fort. Yeah, I, I heard um, George Young told me that they'll be out of containment next week. Yeah, they, they come back. They yeah, Yvette's hours. also not here. Yeah. 48 hours remember in containment. Remember Yvette, Katie, remember 46 feet? <laughs> As always. Um, so we're here to talk about containment. Let's get into it because there's so much that happens. Tonight, tonight's episode. After having a week off, it was exactly what we needed because yes. it's everything's starting to come together. We're getting answers on some things. This, uh, this is the best episode so far of yeah. the season. This was yeah, a really it didn't good disappoint episode. at all. Did not at all. Um, let's get right into it. And we start off the episode with Can- Doctor Cannards and his associate Larry working on the rats, and then Larry gets bit, and then he becomes this little screaming. Just say wuss. it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, but yeah, he was no, a wuss. No, because I'm not sexist, and I can't say a whiny little girl, because that is a sexist statement. All right. Because why a girl's whiny and little, okay, you know? Okay, I'll give you that. He's being a wuss right now. He's being a big baby. Um, Because he got bit and freaking out, and we see that even the rat did bite through two layers right. of gut, gloves. Yes. The good news in this is that the rat has Thomas's blood in it. So there's a chance that he's not actually infected because we know that Thomas, you know, he's our little Superman and yeah. he's, um, you know, at least he thinks that he <laughs> he's untouchable. It, well, uh, technically he is. If you think about it, he's not sick. He's not. Yeah, but we're going to get into that later. But um, real quick, that was very touching. I love how Kristen Katowski's character, I mean... She does so well interacting with the adult uh, actors on the show, but she just has that warmth about her with the kids that's really palpable on the screen. And I really like those scenes with her and Thomas and obviously Quentin. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how good of a teacher she is. You know, that she can go from the adult conversations and adult problems and issues straight into the making a kid feel safe and secure i mean thomas has lost his entire family at this point and he does he's scared to leave the hospital and everything so she's there to you know make sure he feels okay um so word gets out that thomas that they have hope at a cure and canards is talking to this very suspicious man on skype and at this point, we don't know who he is. Later on, we find out that he is David McIntyre, who is the Direct- director of infectious diseases. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I mean, his job doesn't sound fun. No. And if I met him and he was like, hi, I'm the director of infectious diseases at the CDC and put his hand out, I'd be like, dude, don't try and touch me. I don't know what kind of diseases you're messing right? with on a daily basis. Like, get away. Me. What's funny, he'd probably be like, all I do is push papers. There's someone else who handles that. I'm like, I don't care. The like, I'm the director, the not the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely, it's like infectious diseases. Like, mm. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I'm sorry. You just 
It's like right here, man. <laughs> you know, let's not have that. Give you an elbow, boom, <laughs> elbow tap, um, the elbow bump. <laughs> um, and David doesn't really seem happy or um, believing that Doctor Cannett has found someone that's you know immune to the virus. He's like, uh, sounds like you're just you've been in there too long. You're making stuff up at yeah. this point. And I was like, why is he? downplaying this people should be excited right. if there's hope and then we fast forward and um david is in talking to canner or to uh, lommers and we f- later find out that that is her husband yeah um well, and that you know even there she's like okay if he has hope then we need to get thomas out of there asap because and right. he and she tells lex who is technically suspended right now mm-hmm. hey there's hope going on in the cordon right now, and we need to take that uh, take that out and get Thomas back to the CDC so that we can run tests on him right. and figure it out. And did that strike you as like shady? It did, in that I didn't expect Lammers to not flex her power as much. She actually did everything very reasonable and very kind in this episode, which. Uh, for me, you guys already know it makes me suspicious because it's like, what's going on? <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll get into the aftermath later. But I thought that was fishy just how she was she didn't really ask Lex for anything. She, she gave him the access with unprompted, let him talk to Jake, who updated him. And really, she didn't ask that favor until later on. And I thought that was very surprising because I really thought Lammers she has them in the bag that's kind of what she's wanted the whole season yeah i mean i guess for me the thing that just struck me as odd is that there was a lot of use of the word hope tonight katie used it when she was talking to thomas telling him you know you're bringing a lot of people hope and lommers tells lex hey there's hope happening inside the cordon and for her to want to take the hope away just seemed like the most evil thing that you would want to do to these people who are stuck inside there. You know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I felt like she was doing the right thing because oh we, I know. Oh my goodness. What did How I, are we on opposite sides about this I don't right know. now? I'm shocked. I surprised myself. <laughs> you know, because if Canards doesn't have the resources, she should be trying to get that boy out and possibly take credit, give credit to her husband, you know, poor Dr. Cannards under all that pressure and he's not going to get any credit. Well, see, uh, and that's my problem too. <laughs> it's that Cannards even said, well, I should come with him. And she's like, no, we can't let you out. We don't want you here. It seemed like she was trying to take the hope away mm-hmm. to make sure that there wasn't a cure that was found because Cannards is right. He is the one who understands this virus the most. So for the people at the CDC, why wouldn't you want him there if you're taking Thomas away? Either keep Thomas with the guy who is living and breathing this virus right now or send the guy with Thomas to help you because it'll be a faster process. See, to me, why can't you send two people essentially? Like, what is the big difference? Uh, I mean, you're not sending five. You're sending one adult, one kid yeah. through that little door. What? So Keep that's... Cannards in 48 hours of containment before you let him in. If you're scared that he might be bringing yeah. something out, see that he's fine and then let him go help further the research and the study. But this actually kind of leads us into 
you know, what Lex and Leo were up to tonight because yeah. we're learning a lot about all these people. Well, first of all, Jake um, tells mm-hmm. Lex when they have their meeting um, about the drive that Jana dec- decoded and yes. what him and um, Katie found on the security footage, which is that... Hang on, I got this all written down because it's a lot. Oh, I got you. Um, so they find out that Nurse Sanders and her boyfriend, whose name we later found out was Henry Burns, um, met at 5 o'clock in the morning. He signed in every morning at 5. Um, at 5.15, they were done with their quickie. And 5.15. <laughs> I mean... Okay, I'm not going to add more she's to that. A, she's a nurse who's working, so I appreciate that she wasn't leaving her <laughs> patients alone for too long. <laughs> I gotta appreciate that part. How many people go to the hospital at 5.15 in the morning? There's patients who are there all night. Okay, all And right. the ERs are always slammed. Point. Um, and then he <laughs> stays in this room that they were in for another three hours before he even comes out. Yes. And when he comes out, he is sick. He's gotten the virus. We see him dispose of a packaging in the biohazard thing. Right. He drops his ID and everything in there so that no one will know who he is and then he goes back and he quarantines himself in this room right jake and katie have seen this and so he tells lex about it and lex is like okay yeah sends it over to lex and leo the outside the cordon team to do their research and i mean what leo finds is actually very compelling evidence um they look into burns can't find anything on him after like i forget what year they said like 2013 Yeah, yeah and then after that he just falls off the radar Suspicious. That's some CIA shit right, right? there. So that, that made me think it's like, well, <laughs> maybe he's not in on it? Like, Canards? Because it's, okay, did he just go missing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we get into that later, but um, I want to talk about that, uh, that team up with Lex and Leo now. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that they did a good job of setting it up now, putting them on the same side in a way that was very organic. But then I did find it strange how Lex almost started to flip on Leo toward the end. You know, because I thought it was so well done this whole episode. I don't know about you that just, hey, we're finally seeing them on the same side and it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. Um, so are you saying that when Lex was just not telling him what the plans were and that's I, when you... That's... I, I felt that was so odd and out of character just because I feel like that's exactly the kind of thing Lex would share with Leo now. I don't think so. Really? I think that at this point, Lex has just gotten his badge back and okay. he doesn't know how long. He's trying to play both sides and to be a good spy you can't tell Leo everything because this is also some information that Leo would go probably leak. Yeah, they're getting along right now, but like for anyone to know that they're trying to get someone out of the cordon, I mean, we saw what happened at the end of the episode when, yes. you know, the people inside saw Thomas yeah. get pushed back out. Okay, so in other words, that media firestorm, if Leo did, was doing his thing as he's known to do now, do you think that... All right, I get yeah. that. And I don't think that Leo is being completely forthcoming with Lux. Really? I think that if there was something that he... Some information, if the tables were turned, I don't think Leo would have told Lux everything in that situation. You know, I haven't thought of that yet. That's a very good point. <laughs> I just think if the tables were turned, yes. they're getting along and it's great, but they're also... You know, the, you gotta keep you your know, enemies close. <laughs> I, I will say that, yeah, I see Leo being more selfish, uh, more self, uh, self-preservation self mm-hmm. in that event, you know, but definitely. Um, 
they did some great detective work and Leo this is a very um just a great episode for Leo I mean he really was showing off all his chops he found all the answers tonight yeah I mean he finds that um that stuff about burns he finds out that the CDC delivered a biohazard package to burns a few days before um this whole virus took went out. He also went over to Cannert's house, um, found out that um, he has a notebook and he thinks that Cannert's created the virus, which I think is something we've hinted out and alluded to, suspected for a while, that he definitely knows more about this virus than he was letting on. And Well, it makes complete sense now, because how would Cannert's know about it before the cordon went up? So... And uh, conveniently he, yes. placed at that hospital because he didn't always yes. work there. So it's right. like he's inside the space of where the cordon would be right. so that he could further his research on it. Definitely. But, mm. well, well, now that calls... Okay, I was about to say that calls into question how much does Lammers know? See, okay, so when we okay. were watching the episode, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, because... Um, when doctor, when David, the director of infectious diseases, was talking to Canerts, he said, well, "Why don't you call your sister?" And Canerts' response was, "That's only for like emergency, emergency purposes. purposes or something like that." So then I see David with Lommers, and my first thought was, "Oh my gosh, Lommers is his is Canert's sister." That makes so much sense. No, see, I didn't know. <laughs> that is too weird. That I just could not see that. And I sat there and I went through that thought process, like, could it be? Should it be? And then I was like, no, it just yeah. No. And then they announced that oh, no. J- David was her husband. I was like, oh, okay. And then clearly. Yeah. That's but, not... But I do I, think that Lommers and Canerts know so, a lot about this and have worked together on many cases before. Definitely. On a quick side note, McIntyre already seems like the perfect fit for Lommers. <laughs> just, they just deserve each other, it feels like, when I yeah. watch that episode. Like, you know, that fits. That is... <laughs> that is happen, happening. Yeah. Um, So just... Sorry, I've totally skipped over this part um, because we were talking about Thomas and what we find out as the nurses and everyone are celebrating the fact that Larry has been quarantined and he's not showing signs and that there's possibility of a cure um, then he sneezes Oh my! and then he violently like spews blood all over the place all over that poor nurse who was so standing there all like oh champagne and then she's covered in like it was like it was like Carrie that (laughs) that was the biggest oh shit moment I've had all season like that okay that was worse than when Cannard's biopsied patient zero in like episode two yeah that was pretty bad it was so unexpected and I was just like Oh my god, I forgot how good their special effects is because that went zero to a hundred so fast. Um, yeah, it like we both jumped, we were both in shock. I at wasn't that moment. expecting it at all. I was just chilling in my chair, writing some notes, watching the. I'm like, okay, like they're having a good time, something then, bad's gonna happen, but like I wasn't expecting. I thought he was just gonna sneeze, yeah, like the sneeze, and then they're just gonna have that. Uh, but they just took they it right there. Right with it. So then they have to rush to tell everyone, don't let Thomas out. And then, of course, of all people... So let's talk about Captain Scott. Yeah. What's his face? <laughs> so he's been giving Lex problems for a couple weeks now. Yep. And tonight, 
Lex is supposed to be in charge of this whole extraction. He's like, okay, we're going to do it at night. My guys are going to drill, you know, holes to do doors and tunnels. No guards on top of these containers because you're just going to draw attention to the spot. Yes. Captain Scott puts his guys up there anyway. Uh, after Lomers yeah. gave Lex the okay too. Yeah, he's drilling all loud. He's like, if we can, Lex is saying, if we can hear this, then they can hear this. You're not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Scott is the one who gets the call that Thomas is actually, what term did they use? He's asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Yes. yes. Thank uh, you, Doctor. Scra- Scrabble champion 2016. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that, that's a very medical term and... That was unexpected because when I read the comments uh, for all of our fans who thank you for watching so much, a lot of them said the kids are immune and that they're they're the ones secretly holding the cure. Mm-hmm. And they just completely hit us with something out of left field. I have not read that anywhere that maybe that's it. So that was very well done. Yeah, that was a good that was a good little call there. Yeah. Um. So he's asymptomatic, symptomatic, and. Of course, Scott comes in. He's like, "Put him out, get him out of here!" And then he quarantines Lux and Lommers inside the container for forty-eight hours. So now they're stuck there. See, okay, maybe this is just me getting a little too realistic for science fiction show, but they're gonna. It's Atlanta in the summer. (laughs) They won't. They're not. They're gonna. You don't survive six hours in that metal box. It was just two episodes ago that the weather, the temperature was in triple digits and yes. everyone was sweating and had no air conditioning. It's, it's like, have you, you know, when you take uh, plastic bottles and cans to get recycled, have you ever like walked up to like, you know, in there to get your receipt? Mm-hmm. It is so freaking <laughs> hot. And I'm like, you're telling me you're going to keep them in there? Yeah. We're going to keep them in there, sure, of all places. I mean, uh, there had to have been a van or something outside that they could have got. But no, Okay, this is going to be very evil. That is a bit of poetic justice to get rid of Lommers, <laughs> if I do so, so myself. I, I, I mean, I, when I'm thinking about the creative ways that, you know, are befitting how evil she's been, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> See, I would rather... Captain Scott be stuck in there than Lomers. Oh, that w- w- he's got to go too. He's but... got to go. Mm. I just he's just too much. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what's happening inside of the cordon for okay. a little bit. Um, we have Jana and her and her team, her yeah. squad, squad goals, squad goals. Um, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag squad goals. They're looking for their way out. Um, her and Susie used to go to this church when they were kids, and. They know that there's a tunnel that will lead them out to safety. The problem is, the last time they tried to run away in this tunnel, Susie had a claustrophobic moment, and... Mm. That's when we learned she's claustrophobic. Yeah, that's when we learned that she's claustrophobic, and she had a complete freakout and was stuck in the middle of this tunnel for hours until Janet could finally convince her to just go back out the way they came in. Right. So, the big question on Dennis's mind is... Girl, how you gonna get out of here? Because Dennis and Susie are, you know, having their little thing. But now he's like, I need to get back to my family. And 
I'm a he's he's incorporating the drop a bitch rule, yeah. which <laughs> is something my friends and I use when you go out and someone gets a little too tipsy or whatever, and you gotta just drop them back at the hotel and you go continue your night. <laughs> so he is incorporating this I, rule. I really thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that. <laughs> Because we know how sleazy Dennis is, and then I'm like, wait, your friends have protocol for when you get <laughs> no. in those situations? <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, the secret life of women. No right judgment. Okay. You know, no judgment. But okay, okay. Dennis is trying to just, you know, he's like, look, I'm leaving you here if you're not coming through this tunnel with us. And that, a lot of good that does him. Because, you know, he goes through and then he passes out. Yeah, there's a gas leak in the tunnel, apparently. Alan, too. Is yeah. So- so they're... I mean, I kind of would have thought that's... Uh, literally, it's too quiet of a way for any of these characters to go on this show. So at first I thought it's like, did we just lose Dennis like that? Then I'm like, it, it well, just can't be like that. At first, I couldn't really tell because, you know, the TVs that we watch on little yeah. higher up. So I thought that they had been attacked and had been stabbed. That, so then I was like, run, girls! Like y'all better run! <laughs> and that that lends to the theory, like, it was Alan. <laughs> and I thought, like, oh my god, it is! He's a psycho! I was, uh, yeah, I thought and, they were attacked And then he's there, too, and then it's like, that got it's rid like, of... <laughs> that That would have been too much for one episode. I would have been like, I can't handle this. It's too crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they, they've decided that they, the best plan of action is just to go back to Bitscan. Yeah. Of course, Dennis is like, no, I, I, I have to keep looking for a way out of here. And he goes off on his own. Mm-hmm. My question is, where is Teresa and... Um, what's his Because they were all there. together last week at Bitscan. <laughs> and then did they just leave the pregnant girl behind? That's a great question. I, you know what? That I can't because they were all together last yeah, week. Yeah, because Jake or, only took the mom, huh? I didn't even yeah. think of that. I'm assuming Xander and Teresa they they're got st- separated. Maybe they're still they're there. still at Bitscan. Because that would be well. I hope they're not just because Teresa feel like need to take her butt to the hospital. Yeah, okay, because no. right now that is the safest place in the cordon because no one's messing with the hospital right now, and she's pregnant. And about to have that baby, so she needs to go where some doctors are. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, I don't think you want to go to that hospital. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be, like, a local pharmacy with everything she needs, something. Who's going to deliver the baby? You know they train those people? What people? At the pharmacy. No one's at the pharmacy. All you got to do is... Pa- That's, like, one of the most basic things they teach nurses is how to deliver a baby. But they don't... But remember, there's no one at the pharmacies because we already had Jake go out there to look for Katie's medicine and all the pharmacies and all the stores have been looted. She needs to go to the hospital. That's... <laughs> Where there's a doctor, I, okay. unless you want Xander to deliver her baby and die. Like it's the 1600s. You know what? I, I you guess, don't know what he's doing? Uh, he read like six books, he said. On um, what to enough. expect when you're expecting, <laughs> not how to deliver a baby. They teach people how to do People do these things in elevators and everything. They're on the phone with 911 and they're talking <laughs> them through what to do. They don't have access to the phone, they don't have access to the internet. Teresa, take your butt to the hospital, okay? okay. She just need to go to the hospital. I guess uh, I don't want Teresa to go. She's so adorable, right? <laughs> I feel like anyone who goes into that hospital anymore isn't coming back out. What are you talking about? Jake and Katie are in the hospital. They're an exception. They get to at least survive till episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they are surviving very nicely right now. Um, oh, yeah. Finally, 
expressing their feelings towards each other. I gotta say, that might be the most unique shower scene <laughs> you e- you're ever gonna see on TV. It was, and it was like, it was weirdly hot. <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, okay, I'm, I'm with it. It's yeah. kind of like a tease, but then like we're touching, but we're not touching, and like our lips are together. But when they started kissing on that shower curtain, all mm-hmm. I could think was, this is a public shower and when I'm in public showers, I don't even like the the curtain to touch me because I'm just like, like thinking of all the other people who've touched it and what their skin felt like or, you know, yeah. what if they have some sort of disease and I don't want to catch herpes off the curtain. You know, well, we had this conversation <laughs> where we saw it. For one thing, I wish that I had Snapchatted your reaction to it. Her <laughs> face was priceless and it's like... I should have had it ready. Um, My first thought was like, hey, you know what? Because you said, you mentioned that, and I thought, you know, Bert's doing a good job. (laughs) He's on top of things. Bert is in charge of the rats, not the custodial duties. How do you know? Because he didn't even work there until a couple days before. Doesn't mean, hey, you go through a lot of things in training. No, he he brings rats (laughs) to Dr. Cannert's. He does not, he's not the janitor. He's not cleaning up the place. (laughs) And if if that was his job, he ain't doing that right now (laughs) because... Because we got other things we need to take care of. I don't know. I feel like Bert is he's stepping up in the time of need to do the dirty jobs necessary to save the cordon. Um, Either on, way, it was on, still a very hot scene. On and that scene, believe it or not, I would have thought it was uh, it would have been more sensual. Would have been better, I think, if they had just done the hands. Because I thought that scene by itself, just as it represents, when it got to the kissing part, that one I was a little. Uh, I don't know, it just, it lost the chemistry for me, I thought, just because it is so different, but I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been 12 days where Katie has had to look at Jake's oiled up arms, which by the way, Chris Wood uh, will mention that on Twitter all the time, like when he can't watch the episode, he says, fans, catch me up later on how oiled my arms were in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think he that's knows. hilarious, yeah, but um, 12 days locked up, I when we had Kristen Gatoskis, you know, it's a long time to just be sitting there looking at someone. So it was a bad damn time. It was. And I mean, before this happened, they have a conversation, you know, kind of what they would do when the cordon's gone. She's like, if I never see you again, if we don't keep in touch, if this is just something because of the extreme circumstances right. that we're in, I'm so happy I met you. And he's like, look, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. The old Jake would have gone some would have ran away from your problems. She's like, I got mental issues, I got custody battles, I got all this crap and on then my plate. Jake's saying, you know what, who said I'm leaving? I wanna be here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Katie and Yvette Yvette aren't here, so I'm gonna just say that got me right in the field. <laughs> like, you know, Kristen Gatoski, you know, Katie's character is so beautiful, so charming, and it's like, you know what? That's how it's supposed to be done. It That's was, how we do it. Yeah, it was a really great moment. And it shows the growth that Jake's character has yes. had in the past 12 days. Because, I mean, what we know from his relationship with Jana is that, you know, he wasn't the best guy to date. Right. And he runs away from commitment and relationships. And here he is saying, like, no, I want to be a part of your family. I want, like, this. He wants to be a tripod with her and Quentin. <laughs> They are the tripod. Hashtag tripod. 
Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to get a lot of photographers mad at you on Twitter. <laughs> but okay, all right. But it works. It um, and speaking of other relationships and relationship goals, okay. Bert and Micheline. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my gosh. I love that. Thank you, Stephen. Hashtag tripod, tripod feels. Um, okay. That is what we're going with. That's going to be... We're going to make that trending by the end of the night. <laughs> Um, so Bert and his wife, they are, you know, he comes home, he's all excited to tell her that Canerts might have found a cure and... Because of his rats? Because of his rats, <laughs> not his janitorial skills. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> um, and so she wants to celebrate, they want to dance, he puts on her uh, song. I love that scene, that she, was so She so had nice. to get her pearl necklace, which... Just, just putting it out there. She w- she was reaching for the pearls, and that's when she tumbled over, and she she gashed her leg pretty good. Okay, and that scene when you look at it, I was actually worried. Like, what if Bert's not a young guy? What if like the bookcase had fallen? I thought the bookcase I was going to fall. And I was like, oh, don't tell me that just happened to her. I was like, oh man, this is how she dies. Not even from the disease, uh, yeah. but because a bookcase yeah. fell on her. That's what I thought. Like, that's just cold. <laughs> that's cold blooded, even for this show. And they, yeah, they practiced. They might as well have taken Larry's head off for crying out loud. Um. I don't know. Okay, obviously the question now, I we didn't raise this, but Bert's been in the hospital a long time around Thomas, mm-hmm. around a lot of uh, Canards a lot. She's got that open wound. Does this real? Does this mean maybe she gets sick now? That's what I was thinking. That's what I th- She's got this open wound, and I was like, she hasn't left the house, but. You know, Bert's been everywhere. Bert's been everywhere. He's been in that hospital. He's been messing with the rats, and you just never know. Um, I mean, he does go and Canerts gives him a box of you know medical supplies to yeah. help with her leg and everything. But it just has me very worried because even the looks on their faces yes. make me worry. Like, and at first I was like, oh my gosh, is she already? Does she already have the virus? And he's like, oh, oh no, now your blood's explo- exposed, but. I mean, if if she goes down, I think that Bert will go down with her. I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just saying okay, that right. Bert's not going to let her go down without him. I think so. Being, like, be very, if one has it, they both have it. it it'll be very um, the notebook in that way, I feel yes. like. That's yes. how that's how they go down, if they go down. Um well, I mean, you might as well have put him in the coffin the way you said that. I'm just saying that. If I mean, it just happen... like, you know, when they go down, if they go down, then it's like, <laughs> I mean, so confident. Um, so I think that about covers this episode. Um, maybe we should get into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So I like what you were saying earlier about the fans saying that maybe, you know, the children are our future. Yeah. You know, because they're immune to this. Um, One thing that I definitely notice and that you notice, too, is that when Thomas was leaving, the girl, the little girl, whose name I can't remember right now, gave him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And at that point, <laughs> we were like, that's like, you know, a lot that's of cute. action for him. Uh, I, I was going to say, of all the characters, little Thomas got the most action of anybody. <laughs> You go, little man. You know, you're going places. <laughs> yeah, so since we know that he's 
asymptomatic and just because he's fine doesn't mean he's not exposing people yep. to it. He's now been around all the kids, Katie, Jake. I was going to say. Everyone in the hospital staff. So things could turn really morbid at the hospital. Yes. And they I love how they set that up because the first thing when we figure out Thomas is sick... You you go through the characters well. Who has he touched? And I think to that scene with Katie and Thomas, did she touch him? I don't. Fans, if you want to comment, watch it back. I don't think she touched him. I'm not sure if she technically has since, but we. It makes sense that she would have somewhere between. Mm-hmm. And if not, we see. Well, wait. She lifted him off of the gurney. But, well, but she at didn't, this point, did she touch liquid? Yeah, no, that's sweat, what I was going to say. At blood. this point, it's only through liquid, yes. unless it's it's not. Unless yeah. it's evolved itself. Okay, that's just too morbid. I mean, <laughs> let's keep it, let's play within the rules. But I'm worried. Um, one of the things I thought of, the little girl who kissed Thomas, was that the same girl that Katie carries in episode one? I thought it was I, a different one, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And looking back but, on it now, well, remember also the pilot episode is, you know, there are slight changes for shows like these. So slight variations with, you know, what it, it she has to be an extra, you know, otherwise they would have made her a more important character. Well, no, because I think the same girl has been around just like Thomas yeah. was always the, around from the pilot. Mm-hmm. OK, so that, they shot it all together. Oh, OK. All right. So um, that's one thing I'm worried about. Like, oh, it's got to. It's going to happen because of that. Yeah. So that worried me. Um, um, I don't have any predict- other predictions. That's your prediction. So wait, what was your prediction? My prediction is that... Are some main be- characters are sick? I think that the main characters are sick, and I think that that little girl might be next. Because we have well, seen like, kids go down from this. Thomas's sister went down. Like- it's true. Um, My biggest thing... I believe that Dr. Cannerts is actually not safe. I feel like being around Thomas and so close to it, I think that um, somewhere along the line, despite the fact that he's been so careful, he's going to be one that just, he didn't realize he infected himself along the way. And we're probably going to get that coupled with more backstory because we haven't discussed that Cannerts came up with the virus mm-hmm. you know, and possibly. who was his sister who yes. he called we so, don't know the mystery continues with dr cannerts yeah i take it to assume that she somehow well he created the virus that got her sick that's where i feel like the mystery will be solved because do we know she, that she's sick it made it seem that way i felt like that's why you know he didn't really want to talk to her that much i thought that oh well she's She's struggling. That's what I got at, that Cannerts wanted to solve it for his sister. That's the vibe I got. If I somehow missed that, maybe. But I think my prediction, um, Katie... No, I think Jake, after being so close, is going to want to get a little closer to Katie. (laughs) But yeah, I believe Cannerts might be a little sick next week. Well, make sure you guys let us know what you think is going to happen. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, please leave a comment below so we can see your thoughts and predictions. And if you're listening on iTunes, make sure you go to the app and subscribe to us and leave us a comment and rate us five stars on there as well. Um, 
five stars exactly have you ever seen that nba commercial five stars (laughs) um we will be back next week with a full panel because you know i have high hopes that both katie and yvette will make it out of the quarantine i think so too and the 48 hours we have discussed are you gonna save them or do i gotta do it no they're already in quarantine we don't have to save them they just have to be released dr canada's gonna let them through the door yeah okay awesome love it where can the fans find you hey guys as always talk containment i love talking to you guys about the show at double g on tv and you can find me at the Tiana Hobson on Twitter and Instagram. AfterBuzz TV is all over social media at AfterBuzz TV. We're on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. We're on like everything. So just go find us on there and make sure you guys send us some love throughout the week and let us know what you're thinking about containment and what you who you think is going to die next. Um, we'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.